Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, also known as the Michael Jordan of propane. <laughs> because LeBron James' current championship gets an asterisk. Let's just put that out there and make some people mad. You know, I am from Utah, so Michael Jordan, you know, we gave him the flu here. Oh, yeah, that's right. You remember? On a pizza. That's right. On a pizza. That's right. And so, well, okay, you know what? Let's just make things nice and clean. You are the Tom Brady of propane. Because, get it? Clean? <laughs> propane? Go. Tom Brady? Huh? We love Tom Brady. Yes, except for you know what down it is. <laughs> now then, the State of Energy brings you everything you need to know about propane for your home, your business, or your farm, for fleets of school buses, or even virtually any fleet vehicle, forklifts, Whatever it is, we're going to discuss how propane can do that. And you can find out exactly what propane can do for you by going to our website, which is thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. Uh, some people may be thinking about, you know what, I need a career change. I want something that's going to grow. I want to be involved with good people. Tom, they can go to thestateofenergy.com and find out where to get a propane job. That's right. We're promoting clean energy. We're promoting clean, American affordable and abundant fuel for your home, your business. Truly clean energy, not the fake electrify everything clean energy. That's right. Not the mythical magical wall socket that you know, we talk about the emissions behind the wall and that's that's what makes our show so great because we're we're talking about reality here. It's very true. And propane can improve your life in many different ways. You can find a job. You can also go to thestateofenergy.com to find out exactly where to get propane near you by simply utilizing your zip code. And you can listen to the podcasts, our past episodes of this fine show, which is heard around the world. How many countries now? 26? 26 countries. 281 cities, I believe. Let's see. We're getting close to 300. I know this. <laughs> we are the most popular propane show on the planet. And I still think 288 cities. Oh, we gained a country. We get 27 countries, 288 cities. Thank you very much for everyone that listens to the State of Energy. We very much appreciate it. And we very much appreciate your support. Again, go to thestateofenergy.com to find out more about what propane can do for you. And uh, there's something coming up next month there, Tom. I forget what it's. Uh, there's something happening that's in the news a lot. Um, it's happening cow. in early November. The election. The election. That's what's going on. We're a couple weeks away, man. I just, I just can't wait for this to be over. And we talked about this last episode. Um, I was asking you, you know, what you thought would happen if Trump uh, uh, won again and what happens if Joe Biden won. And then oddly enough, right after that, there was a story that came out in uh was it's it? the uh, lp gas magazine yeah that's i think i think they're listening because uh, like a couple days later we got this you know our story showed up on the news with obviously other people talking about our story but yeah that's 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 cool i mean uh and tyler lawrence is who they interviewed i mean they interviewed a guy by the name of tyler lawrence from the national propane gas association and tyler you should really join us on the state of energy yeah we're gonna call tyler uh we want him to be on the show and give us some of his uh political insights he's he's right there in the belly of the beast right washington dc i i don't know <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know if I could be any further away. That's I, Well, you know, so to go into what the story is about, if President Trump gets reelected, um, this is favorable for the gas industry from the story that we read. 
Yeah. All your gas sectors, uh, whether it be natural gas, uh, oil, uh, propane comes from both natural gas, oil, and renewables. So we kind of got a, a great portfolio of different sources. But Trump wants to be the the world leader in energy. And, and it, I mean, if you look at it, we are, we've, we've become that, uh, there's, we're exporting fuel. We've got plenty of, of clean energy here for the U S to consume. And we've got some extras to, to support the rest of the world and its clean energy efforts. On the other side of that is what happens if Biden wins? <laughs> Well, for one, he wants to rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Um, but on the other side, he does. He's very interested in clean energy, and propane is clean. Yeah. Um, you know, Joe Biden says he's going to invest four hundred billion dollars in clean energy, which is a positive sign for the propane industry. Because believe it or not, folks, really, propane is actually cleaner than the electrify everything movement. Yeah, they have a lot of the same wants as far as being a leader in in the energy sector. Biden wants to be in the, the clean energy sector, which he's saying is electricity. Um, but let's be real. Where does electricity come from? Uh, the latest EIA report says that uh, U.S. electricity generation by source, fossil fuels, 62 percent of your electricity comes from fossil fuels, which could be natural gas, coal, oil. Uh, the other 20% comes from nuclear, and then just uh, a little bit comes from hydro, wind, uh, wood, landfill gas, and only 1.8% comes from solar. So if you were to ban fracking or ban natural gas drilling on public lands, what's that going to do for the average Joe consumer? Uh, Well, it's going to make prices go up. We know that it's going to be more expensive to get our energy and it's not going to be as clean. Yeah, because if you look at natural gas usage, so we just talked, we, we just talked about electricity production, how much of natural gas is used for that. But now if you look at natural gas production and what do we use natural gas for? 36% of our natural gas is used for electric power. 33% of our natural gas is used for industrial things, which is when, when we talk about industrial, a lot of people don't understand that a piece of plastic comes from a natural gas feedstock. So your plastic car, your plastic Tesla, not only is it made from natural gas, it consumes natural gas when you're driving it down the road because the power <laughs> is produced. So when you when you when you think about legislation that's taking place right now, California's in the news every day, right? Because mm-hmm. uh your governor wants to ban uh gasoline powered vehicles. Yeah, by 2035. And he he just gave a big shot in the arm to the natural gas business because you got to plug these electric cars in and you got to produce the power. And if 60% of our power comes from fossil fuels, that's just a... That's we're gonna need more fracking. Sorry, you're gonna. That's a Trump thing, by the way. If you want fracking, which gives us energy independence, that you need to go to Trump on that one. You you cannot cut out your natural gas production 
and kill the gasoline car to go to all electric. It can't be done. We've only got less than 2% of our power comes from solar. Less than 2%. And you, well, you had a great story about what happened to your brother. Oh, yeah. So last weekend we were at a at a at a birthday party and uh there there was a some somebody showed up with a Tesla. And I left early. I didn't I didn't get the full experience of the Tesla test drive, but anyway, you were so disgusted that someone showing up in a Tesla, you left early. I, I did. I didn't leave early, but I left and I saw that car sitting there. And I was like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know somebody in the family had a Tesla. But my brother calls me the next day and he says, he says, man, I I feel really dirty. <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> I, I drove a Tesla. I drove a Tesla yesterday. He starts. He starts telling me. He's like, it was cool. It was a cool car, but. After hearing the podcast and doing his own research, he's like, that car is actually dirtier than his new Ford truck that he bought that runs on gasoline. And if he converted it to propane, it'd be even cleaner. But uh, the funny story about this car was uh, the guy that owns it was in Salt Lake City driving home back to uh, just north of Ogden, and he was running low on his power. And instead of stopping at a local charging station halfway home, he he had to turn around, drive back to Salt Lake City to find a fast charger because it would have taken him longer to sit at a charging station in between his house and Salt Lake. So he ended up basically doubling his mileage. He had to turn around, go all the way back to the city, get a fast charger, and then drive home. Can you imagine how mad your wife would be if you had to turn <laughs> back around when you're trying to go home. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it, you know, it, it would not be a good scene. It would not be a good scene. And, you know, in something else, it's like, if you're ever coming, if you're ever driving from probably Salt Lake to Las Vegas or to uh, say George, or if you're driving from Los Angeles to Vegas, if you want to have some fun, the last 20, 25 miles uh, into Vegas Look at the faces on people driving Teslas. You can see the stress on their face trying to figure out if they're going to make it all the way to Vegas before they're going to be able to recharge. Well, you know why they put those charging stations at the hotel, right? Yeah. <laughs> you go in, get a room for your family, let them go to the bathroom, you know, take a nap. Yep, and uh, and then and then you can recharge. And and so, you know, and folks, <laughs> if you really want to understand the importance of energy independence, which in large part propane plays a very large role, look at World War II. Yeah. If you want national security, you have to have energy independence. Otherwise, you know, look what happened with Japan. Yeah, yeah. All jokes aside about the electric car, um, realistically, if you're trying to have that energy security uh, where you don't have to worry about foreign oil, you don't have to worry about a natural disaster. You don't have to, because natural disasters are happening all the time, right? I mean, that, right. We see we see them everywhere, from the fires to the hurricanes to floods. There's natural disasters everywhere, and you need that energy security. So if you have a vehicle that runs on propane that's clean, it's American, it's abundant, it's here right now, it can be delivered locally to your source, and you're a a fleet operator, uh, 
an emergency responder, if you're a business that does vital services, electricity, electrician, a plumber, there's so many different industries that could benefit. A baker or a candlestick a, maker. A, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just, it's getting busy out there. There's, it's, I, I was, I drove um, up to Twin Falls yesterday and it's busy everywhere you go. It, it, the roads are crowded again, the construction's booming. Uh, it's at least around here. It's busy. I know you guys are back into lockdown number 12, but, but it's busy in the rest of the world. And, uh, propane is going to play a big role in energy security and clean energy. And, and it doesn't matter. We, we started this conversation about what happens when, which candidate wins propane is still going to be here. It's not going to go away if, if Biden wins it's, there's just going to be different opportunities. And as a consumer, as a business owner, you just look at these different opportunities and take advantage of, of either one, uh, whoever wins. And for more on all of this, to hear our past episodes and to find out what propane can do for you, go to thestateofenergy.com. Uh, and Tom, you uh, in the last segment, you referenced what's happening with natural disasters and why it's good to have a plan and how propane can be a huge benefit in planning ahead for these natural disasters. Whether it's windstorms in Utah or those crazy storms that were going across the Midwest or what's been happening over the past two months, you know, in the southeast, uh, there's been two hurricanes that have gone through Laura and Delta. And there have been deaths. The majority of deaths that have taken place during those last two hurricanes are because of carbon monoxide poisoning. People are using generators in their houses. Uh, there was a family of four that died because they put a generator in their garage to heat the house. The winds were blowing so hard. They had their garage door open, but the winds were blowing so hard, it closed the garage door. The generator is still running, fills the house, family dies yeah that i mean and that's from delta that just happened and right before that that, that hurricane just came through uh the cdc actually issued a warning to doctors and clinics to watch out for carbon monoxide poisoning and even before that more people uh you know with that announcement before the last storm delta that went through more people died it's sad it is sad i mean you you've gone through this uh event this natural disaster you're trying to keep your family safe by doing all you know anything you can anything you can get your hands on uh if it's an old gasoline burning generator uh putting out some some dirty emissions you you got to keep your family safe you got to be uh you got to be aware of of how dirty and poisonous the emissions is out of a out of a gasoline engine uh, one of the things that you know, propane has is it is clean. So if you were running a a propane power generator, you you know you're you shouldn't be running it in your garage, but um, you're, it's going to be much cleaner, much safer. You still have to be aware of carbon monoxide in any combustion engine, but propane is is definitely much cleaner, much safer than having uh, a gas engine. And, you know, people are buying generators, there's a shortage of generators right now because people are buying these up. So the best place to put one would be on the outside of your house. But not everybody can afford a, a big home backup generator. Just 
just like we talked about a minute ago with with the electric cars. Not everybody can afford a, a big fancy electric car. But uh, w- when it comes to power generation, there's great home kits that you can get if you can afford it. Have it professionally installed on the side of your house, a safe distance from any openings or vents to your house. And, and have your system checked, too, because we are coming into winter, right? And right. We need to be aware of the different things that different seasons, the the hazards that different seasons bring. Uh, One of the things that happens a lot up here in the Rocky Mountains is snowfall, snow, snow loads. So you you have different snow coming off of roofs. It might damage uh, a gas line, a propane line. Um, a propane regulator. So you have to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of what can happen at your own home and be a little proactive. Get the gas detectors, get the carbon monoxide detectors. And speaking of gas detectors, we have propane detectors still available for free to anybody in Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, or Montana that uses propane. So if you have a propane at your house uh, and you want to be prepared for this winter or just be prepared at all for any type of natural disaster that might uh, interrupt your gas line, this is a great tool to have that could save your family from uh, a gas leak. Yeah. What about, okay. I know that you mentioned those states, but what about, you know, we're, we're a worldwide show. What about those people, our listeners in Bangladesh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still buy these gas detectors anywhere. Unfortunately for those guys, they're not part of our little four state group that we're giving those away in, but, uh, you can get them online. You can go down home Depot, grab one, there's lots of different places to get them. It's, uh, you know, everybody's buying stuff on Amazon. Uh, you could you can log into your Amazon and, and get one probably delivered tomorrow, maybe even today. Yes. Probably in an electric delivery van. <laughs> yeah, or an electric uh, <laughs> drone dropping off your free gas detector. Oh, boy. Oh, you can, I could go on all day long about the electric vehicles that Amazon wants to buy. Uh well, that's for a different show. <laughs> but it, but like but you, let, let's make sure people understand what we're talking about here, though, because, I mean, winter is upon us. Uh, things are going to happen. Being proactive is key. Act right now. Check those lines. Get that gas detector before all of a sudden the snow is falling. Um, and, you know, if, you know, as, as, as we know, those of us that have lived in the snow, uh, if you have snow on your roof, all of a sudden it gets a little warm, then it gets cold. Suddenly ice is falling off your roof and cutting lines. It happens all the time. Being proactive is key. Yeah. And a new winter is coming. Like we've never been through a pandemic winter. Uh, we talked about this a little bit in a previous show, but we didn't really get into the nuts and bolts of it. Uh, a pandemic winter means what? What does that? What does that actually look like? A lot of people staying home, working from home, gas consumption up. Uh, because if you know, on a normal a normal winter, the kids would be at school and you'd be at your office, but uh, we're not. So, just like the summer. Air conditionings were being maxed out. This winter coming up, heaters are going to be maxed out. Water heaters are going to be maxed out. It, it's going to be a little bit different than what we're used to. So consumption of propane is going to be up 
for sure. We, but the supply is there. We know the supply is there. Right. We know it, it's abundant. It's one of the four commandments. Just like you just said, the EIA came out um, last week and said, yeah, there's going to be um, more consumption of propane this year. It's going to happen. But also, there's not going to be a shortage of propane because there's less consumption by um, the manufacturing sector. There's other things that are offsetting the consumption. So residential consumption is going to be up. Commercial consumption is going to be down. We still have plenty of propane to go around. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but get prepared. Get prepared for your projects that you're going to do this winter. Are you, are you a restaurant owner? Do you need some outdoor heating? Are you in the construction business? Are you going to need some temporary heat to build that that building or that house? Get on those things early because demand is going to be up a little bit. And you don't want to be one of those guys that's out looking for a patio heater on, you know, the day before in the snowstorm. So. Well, yeah, and, uh, and we talked about this last week as well, how a lot of restaurants now, because people are, you know, they can have more people eating outside in the winter months when it's colder, it's going to be harder to have those people really, you know, packed into a restaurant. They're going to want to have people out on patios, which is going to need, there's going to be a need for those, uh, the heaters. And I was just reading a story in Salt Lake right now. I guess the Home Depots are only allowing two propane heaters per person. <laughs> they're, they're talking about this. Like you, you remember the great toilet paper shortage that <laughs> didn't really exist, but yeah, now there's, uh, everybody's tr trying to do stuff outside. You know, you're trying, uh, you're trying to have parties outside gatherings outside. And I, I get it. You, everybody wants to be safe. Nobody really knows what's going to happen with this, this fall, this winter, but get your get your supply get your get your equipment that you need right now because just like you said if there's a if you have to if you get kicked out of line because you got three heaters you know that's that's and bring a friend yeah bring bring the whole family bring your minivan and all the kids and everybody gets two heaters <laughs> You get two heaters and you get two heaters and you, so, and then, you know what, as we're wrapping up here, bringing the, uh, the show to a close for this episode, I uh, want to uh, give a tip of the hat to Perk, our friends over at the Propane Education and Research Council. They have uh, a new link online uh, that uh, helps fleet owners interested in lowering their maintenance costs and downtime by shifting to propane auto gas. And if you go to propane.com, it outlines the main benefits of propane auto gas vehicle maintenance, including its cost benefits, reduced downtime, and simplified winter maintenance. It also highlights the ease of servicing propane auto gas vehicles compared to diesel, gasoline, and electric. So if you're interested, if you're a fleet person, go to propane.com. And uh, thanks again to our friends over at the Propane Education and Research Council. Yeah, that's a great tool if you're looking to to know all the options that you can do with your fleet and all this cost savings and all the emissions uh, reductions that you're going to do and your energy resiliency and your energy security. Go check that out. Get your fleet on board with some clean American energy. And you can find out more about what propane can do for you as a whole by going to the stateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And uh, we have yet another one of our amazing podcast sponsors with us. Um, we've got Joe Clark, or do we call him Joey? 
Joey or uh, Joe? Let's call him we, Joey. I don't. Joey. Joe. Joe sounds too masculine. Let's do no. Joey. Okay. Joe. Joey Clark, of Intermountain Truck Rebuilders. Over 27 years of experience, Intermountain Truck Rebuilders have become a household name in the propane product manufacturing and servicing industry. Intermountain Truck goes above and beyond expectations with guiding principles involving a mixture of technical merit and solid communication. And you can find out more about Intermountain Truck by simply going to intermountaintruck.com. Tom, Joey, how are you? Good. Joe, Joey's here with us live right now for the first time. And uh, Joey manufactures propane dispensing stations and propane trucks, right, Joe? Yeah, that's correct. Tom and Rand, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Hey, you're welcome. We're yeah. happy you're here. You're you're welcome on every week if you. <laughs> we just want your money, and if you're going to sponsor our podcast, well. <laughs> you can you can you can be on every single day. Uh, but in, in all reality, Joe, why don't you uh, why don't you give everybody that's listening what separates Intermountain from another dispenser manufacturer? So what we have that nobody else has um, in the dispenser world is we have a UL listed dispenser, which you know it snaps a a third party uh, stamp of approval on it and it's tested and guaranteed to meet all federal codes so it really makes you feel all warm and cozy when you get our dispenser <laughs> warm and cozy this sounds like a tommy boy quote so <laughs> so nuts roasting <laughs> a mountain truck fire so uh what you're getting at here is the only ul listed propane dispenser available in the u.s uh right there from intermountain made in the usa so go to the intermountaintruck.com to pick up your ul listed propane dispenser yeah and we'll be happy to help you joey you're always a pleasure to have on we should have a weekly joey joey clark segment we should we should have this every week the joe show all right joe clark joey clark from intermountain truck rebuilders thank you very much for joining us and tom i guess we should throw out an invitation to uh, folks that are listening to the show that would like to be a sponsor, heard around the world in 28 countries and over 288 cities. Um, if you'd like to be one of our podcast sponsors, Tom, how do they become one? Oh, it's super easy. Go to thestateofenergy.com, scroll down to the bottom there. There's a nice link where you can uh, sign up to be one of our sponsors. I know there's a little bit of a waiting list, but we'll get you, we'll get you squeezed in. Uh, you can be an annual sponsor, uh, weekly sponsor, just, uh, there it's, just a big show. Yeah. 288 cities, 27 countries. And by the election I'm calling will be over 30 countries and over 300 cities. <laughs> so if you want to get involved, now's the time. Well, you know, every once in a while we had to take a break and we skip a week and I get called out. I'm, I get, I get people that, that, Hey, Hey, why didn't you, uh, why don't you, what's going on? Like, hey, you know, we're, we're famous. We have to take a, a breather every once in a while. So it's in our contract. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to get involved with the state of energy, become one of our podcast sponsors and have your message heard around the world, simply go to the state of energy.com. <laughs> 